the sex and the sexiness and the butterflies, that all fades. You really want to be with somebody that you respect and admire and is your best friend and treats you very well. You enjoy being around. They make you a better person. You're listening to Mom After Hours, a podcast where we talk about the wins and challenges of being a modern mom. For real, we don't sugarcoat and we cover everything that is taboo. And don't you worry, Mama, we'll save a seat for you. Hey, 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 welcome to Mom After Hours. It's your host, Brandy Wytrack. This is your first time dropping by Mama. Welcome, get comfortable. We are just about to dig in. And if you're a regular subscriber, thanks for continuing to support your fellow mama. On today's show, we have Tammy Pickle of Elite Connections International. She is awesome, ladies. Tammy is a celebrity matchmaker, a dating coach, and a devoted mom of two young boys. She's been featured as a relationship expert on OWN, aka our Oprah Winfrey Network, TLC, Bravo, and countless radio programs and magazine publications. And your girl is so happy to add Mom After Hours to that list. We dig in everything dating and relationships, everything from what you do not discuss on the first date, as well as how do you keep that relationship spicy and keep it going? Because we know when you're in a relationship for a long time, it does seem to sour a little bit. She literally breaks down relationship and dating elementary style. And girls, you are going to want to listen to this. Let's jump in. Welcome, Tammy. I'm super happy to have you on the show today. Hi, Brandy. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here talking with you. Me too. So I know, we both know, our world has been a little crazy or a lot crazy. I want to know, like, what does your normal morning routine look like? Has it changed quite a bit since the quarantine? Yes. Well, you know, still trying to work and take care of these kids and you know, when they were in school, that was rough. And then my business is kind of bizarre because people are normally wanting to meet in person. And that's what I do face to face dates, introductions. So yeah, the last the last few months have been really rough, but things are starting to open up and look better. So I'm feeling positive that our kids can go back to school and Hallelujah. we can have a normal <laughs> life and go to the movies. I yes. mean, I went to I went to my first restaurant last week and I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I I was amazing. Oh, it's so nice to be out on the patios too. Like I actually like that. I mean, I don't know how it is in LA area, but in Chicago, it's like, you still can't be inside the restaurants. Um, so everybody's just out on the patio and they've closed down streets so that everybody could be sitting outside eating. And I, I actually love it. Like, well, we have winter, so obviously it could, it's not sustainable, but I'm like, I'm loving the eating outdoors and there's some good things that have happened because of quarantine and stuff. So as we know, you are a matchmaker and to me, that is a dream job. It's amazing. I think it'd be, I would have a blast doing something like that. I'm really curious. How did you get into matchmaking? Yeah, so my mom joined a matchmaker about 27 years ago. She was single. She was a single mom of me and my brother. 
she was working hard. She's like, where am I ever going to meet someone? Um, and back then it was like penny saver ads is like what people were listing to find someone um, or yeah. they were just meeting people out and about. So she's like, I would never do that. So she joined a matchmaker, brought home some videotapes. And I sat down as like a 13 year old little one and helped pick out my stepdad. So they're still together and it worked for her. And that was her one and only date. And you know, they're, they're still together and happy. And she's like, what a great way of meeting people. So then that's why she started her business about six months after meeting her man. And then she's, you know, owned it ever since I kind of grew up in the business. So, you know, she started the company 26 years ago from one office. Now we have about 13 nationwide and international offices. So yeah, it's grown. It's been a great business. It was nothing that like, oh, I got to work in the family business. You know, I did other things. I actually was a hairdresser for a while. I went back to school. I wanted to get into counseling. And then I really started helping my clients, meeting with them face to face, you know, having that connection with everyone and making successful matches and how appreciative people are when you help them find someone they're looking for. So that's when I really fell in love with what I do when I was able to, you know, really work closely with people. I love people. I love helping people. It's what I've always, you know, wanted to do. And, and this was just my way of, of helping people. And So I really fell in love with, you know, the business. And I was like, this is what I want to do when I really started meeting people and making those matches. And, you know, I would get somebody calling me, Tammy, you found me the one. Oh my gosh, you're invited to the wedding. And we're so excited. That's so cool. You know, I mean, when somebody's really serious about finding someone and most of our clients are, um, then they're just, it's everything. Finding love is just everything to them. So just, you know, that's kind of how I, fell into it. But you know, I love what I do. I love being able to help people. I work very closely with my mom. It's a mother daughter, weird relationship where we we do sometimes bump heads, but we work pretty well together. She listens to me and my advice with with things that you know need changing. Yeah, I think it's good that you're there because I'm sure things have changed quite a bit from when your mom started her business. Like, how did it look like when she first started it? So I remember when my mom divorced my stepdad, she would do this like, it was like, I don't know if it was like a radio thing. It was like a voicemail thing where people would leave these voicemails talking about themselves, basically like a voicemail message dating profile. And then you would go through and listen to all these voicemails of these guys or girls, and then you would leave them a voicemail. I don't know. It was like weird. What did it look like? Yeah, it was funky. What does the matchmaking process look like now or how has that evolved? So it started off with like short videotapes, but they were really poorly edited, poor quality because they would put them together or, um, you know, we would put them together, but it was very poor quality. So that didn't last very long. And then she just decided to put together in a database, like a profile. And then it used to be by mail. We used to mail the profiles um, to each client. So it took forever Mm -hmm. for, you know, to set up the dates and each person get it and then let us know if they're interested. And then it turned into emailing the profile. So we have a very large database and we kind of you know, know people personally, but we put in like what our clients preferences are, what they're looking for. And then we can narrow down a list and then we kind of go through and make the best matches. We always meet everyone personally. If I haven't met someone personally, I've 
you know, spoken with them, virtually met them, that kind of thing. So we feel it's important to know two people and if they're going to be a good fit together. Of course, like both parties are excited to meet each other. They're seeing a recent photo profile, that type of thing. We want everybody to be excited and attracted and interested in meeting someone. So that's really important that we kind of meet everyone. We verify everyone. Uh, we show recent photos. We kind of do the background, making sure they don't have criminal history. They're not really married. They're not lying about what they do or where they live, or they don't live in their mom's basement. And they say that they're some millionaire. You know? <laughs> have you ever had that situation where they sent you like a photo and you're like, damn, this was, this guy's a 10. And then you show up and you're like, dude, this photo is 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. All the time. That all the time. Funny. Women are way worse. Yes, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, because there's some people that I know in pe- in person, and then I see their Facebook profile pics, and I'm like, girl, you don't look anything like that. Or even like some of my friends that have, um, I don't know, dating profiles on Plenty of Fish or Tinder yeah. or whatever. And I'm looking through their pictures, and I'm like, all these pictures are like 10, 15 years old. I'm like, obviously, they're still beautiful girls and have something to offer, but I'm like. What I said, buddy, like what happens when you show up and you literally don't look anything like, <laughs> like right, <this. laughs> right. Well, all the, all the face tuning and all yes. the apps that we use and like, okay, well, we're not being, you know, real about it. And yeah, it happens a lot. And, and men lie about what they make. Um, and women lie about their weight and, yeah. you know, their pictures <laughs> and their pictures, but you know, it, it is what it is. And that's kind of, you know, why we're successful so you, at what we do. I'm curious. So do the men lie about making more to attract the woman or do they lie and say they make less because they don't want a gold digger? Yeah, it could go either way. Either way, okay. Um, yeah, you you want to make yourself seem better if you're, you know, you know, maybe not making a huge amount. But yeah. then also, yeah, you don't want to be taken advantage of to, or to be used so people play off that they have less if they have a lot. So you but, mentioned preferences. What what are those top preferences or traits that men or women typically ask for? Like, are, is it the same? Or like, are we asking for the same kind of things or what are men asking for versus what are women asking for? From both. I mean, you hear fit, active, healthy, successful, attractive, tall, you know, men are very visual. They want to be attracted right off the bat, whatever attraction is to them. And then, you know, women want someone that's financially secure, successful, go-getter, working hard, has their life put together. But then also, you know, men want somebody that's intelligent, they can have a conversation with, even if they're running million dollar company, they, it's not like always just like arm candy, they want mm-hmm. somebody that they connect with, that they have things in common with, that's a lot of similar interests, uh, they can do things together, they have similar you know, hobbies or things that they like to do together, similar background or religious background, education is what I hear a lot. And then, yeah, I mean, as people get older, a red flag that maybe people would say is like, okay, if somebody's over 50 or 60, they've never been married. Okay, why? You know, so that's something that I hear a lot um, if somebody hasn't been married before. But everybody has a story. And I do have clients that have that story. Yeah, they were they were committed with somebody for a long time. And and it wasn't necessary that they got married. They didn't want to have kids or whatever it was. So, you know, everybody has their story. But like, I would probably say, you know, 
people want kind of like-minded something, mm-hmm. someone similar to who, who they are. You know, they always say like opposites of tra- attract, but really, are you going to get along 20 years from now if you don't like any of the same things and you're totally opposite people? Maybe not. So I kind of feel like people with some similarities and some things in common um, get along better than opposites. When they say opposites attract, I think sometimes, it's, or at least in, in my situation, when I look at, you know, my friends and relationships or trying to find the, the right guy, they'll, they'll say those things, opposites attract. But th- what it is, is they'll just have that sexual attraction and then yeah. nothing else. And they're like, well, opposites attract. And it's like, the only thing you guys have going for you is good sex. And good sex is not going to sustain you 50 years. Yes, it'll help a little bit. But if you can't carry on a conversation with the person and talk about the hard things, your relationship's not going to work. It's like a a pretty face only lasts for so long. We know that we're all women, no matter how beautiful you are when you're younger, you age. And yes, we could get the fillers. We could get the Botox. We could do all the things. But bottom line, it's like we still age. And there's going to be a time that our looks are going to fade. So what matters, conversation and, you know, being able to talk to those talk to them about anything. And and if you don't have anything in common, then yeah, it ain't going to work. And then eventually he's going to get old and his dick's not going to work. And then (laughs) then so it's like, there's, yeah. Yeah. Like a good foundation of friendship is obviously the most important part of a relationship and having that bond together. So, I mean, I always advise like, don't jump into the sack too quickly. Like really be a, be be friends and really get to know someone before you move to that next step and you know especially as you get older it, there's more important things than just getting laid so <laughs> true and that's a perfect segue to the advice like what advice would you give a single mom who's re-entering the dating scene you know we kind of all have these preferences of what we want or this picture perfect person in our head I always advise people be more open-minded than like looks and what he looks like attraction right off the bat whatnot and if someone is really interested in you and they're very kind and they're a good person like maybe give them a shot because you don't know until you try I have so many clients that come to me and say well, he has to be 6'2", and he has to be a doctor, and he has to be a full head of dark hair, and he has to come from a wonderful family, and he has to love to ski. Like, the list goes on and on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're never going to find anybody. You really want to find someone. You've got to be open-minded. You can't have this picture-perfect person in your head, this type, and you will not stray from that type okay, well, then you might be alone. Like if you don't give other people a, a shot, then it may not work out. And and people come to me all the time and they're like, uh, you know, I, I want this person and I have to advise them. Like if you're not more open-minded, like I can't help you either. You're, you're looking for a very small percentage of the population and so are a lot of other women. So let's be more open-minded and I could probably find you the love of your life if you're just more open-minded about it, you know, and just get out there and and always look and feel your very best and and have the confidence that you are great in your life. I have so many people that like kind of, uh, they're desperate to find someone and then, you know, that's not a positive attribute to have when looking Mm -hmm. for someone. I mean, nobody wants a desperate person that needs to be taken care of or, you know, healed or whatnot. So just really have your stuff together before you go out trying to find someone heal yourself from past relationships, just be happy and 
within your, what you're doing, your career, your kids, your life, just be like fully um, content um, before you go out looking for something that, you know, that you're looking to be healed um, or completed by a relationship because that's never going to be the case. I have friends who like to spill the tea on everything on the first date about their exes, about their wanting to be married within one year and having kids like tomorrow. What are some topics that single mamas should kind of steer away from on that first date? Yeah. Yeah. Talking about wanting kids, wanting to be married right away. Um, And even if they mean in the future, it's, it's just too much on a first date um, to be going into too much detail about getting married, having kids, all those types of things, going into too much detail about exes, because then people are like, Oh, they're not over their ex. So that's, that's a major thing that I see and hear people going to too much detail. I actually have um, even a male client that's like, Oh, I'm the youngest son. And, and my mom is just dying for me to be married and have kids. And he's ruined it a couple of times. And I had to be like, dude, stop talking about your mom wanting you to be married and have babies because you're scaring these girls away. Yes. Like mama's boy. That's exactly. Like that's the first thought I had is like, Oh no, it's a mama's boy. Is it going to be a competition with the mom? And it's always about what the mom wants. And right. it could be as simple. I mean, even just that simple statement, of course, we're always going to go to the extreme and think the worst We're like, Oh gosh. Right. 38 year old mama's boy. No, thanks. No, thank you. Desperate on top of that, like desperate to find someone. No, like you should be happy and complete. And then, you know, somebody else will just be icing on the cake. So, I mean, I see it all the time, men and women, but yeah, talking about their baggage, how broke they are, their cars busted, but like nobody wants, <laughs> nobody wants to date the baggage person. Yeah, I know. It's true. So and, I, an, another question I have is when do you introduce the children? Like how far along? It's hard because you don't want to involve your kids too soon and then it doesn't work out and they get attached to someone and then, you know, have to say goodbye. So um, I, I always advise you really know you're committed to this person. You're exclusively seeing each other. You're taking it kind of to the next level and then introduce them as friends and, and you don't need to go into too much detail. I mean, I guess it depends on the kids ages. They may kind of, they may kind of just know you're dating. If they're at a certain age, if they're younger, you probably could get away with, Oh, this is just mommy's friend. We're going to the beach together, whatever it is and do something fun together. But definitely when you're at that exclusive point and you know that you're taking it to the next level and you know things happen and things don't work out and that's sometimes out of your control. But you also want to make sure that blending, you know, your lives together is also going to work. So, you know, you want you want that to happen also. You want to see if they get along and they like each other and blah, blah, blah. But you don't want to do it too soon because so many times relationships fail in the first few months and then your kids are, you know, having to deal with another loss. I would say four to six months or so of, of exclusively dating. Yeah. That sounds like a good number. Cause it's, yeah. yeah, it's hard bringing the kid and that's such a hard thing to navigate with kids and relationships and everything. It's like, Oh, right. Um, are there any things that you think us moms should be doing to maintain a successful long-term relationship? Yeah. I mean, communication is huge. People kind of 
expect somebody to know what they're thinking or feeling. And that's not always the case. So just letting someone know what you need from them, what you'd like from them, and then they can make it work that way or not. But yeah, you know, so many people, you think somebody should just do what you are wanting. And that's not always the case. Expectations that you have, maybe somebody else doesn't realize what you need or want from them. So many times in the beginning of a relationship, you're like, you know, somebody may write off somebody, oh, I haven't heard from him. You know, he's not texting me every day. He's not interested. Well, you know, he's busy. He's he's busy professional. So give him a chance, you know, to to ask you out. And yes, you should be hearing from someone if they're interested, seeing each other bi-weekly, then weekly, then more and more. But right in the beginning, you may not hear from the person every day by text. So, you know, we have these expectations, but like, let's just say you're dating somebody now for, for weeks or a month and, and you're not hearing from them as much as you'd like. Maybe you let them know, I'd love to hear from you more um, because maybe they don't realize that you would like more attention from them. Men are, are idiots sometimes. And so sometimes they need to be, le- let them know what you need or want from them. Um, and that's where communication comes into play. And working on your relationships, date nights, keeping it lively and, and, mm-hmm. and fun and, you know, maybe getting away uh, from the kids and enjoying some alone time. And it's hard with little ones. Um, so, you know, those types of things, just doing something together, sharing some fun experiences, um, enjoying each other's company, keeping it spicy, those types of things. Keeping it spicy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sex can't do it all, but it definitely works wonders. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, there, there's a problem if there's, if there's none of it, then that that may, you know, may be a problem. So you you gotta, you gotta work something out. But everything stems back to what you said. It's all stems to communication. Right. And it's like we, for men, and I've learned this um, the hard way. It's like men connect through sex. Women need to feel connected in order to have sex. So I've learned that sometimes, even though having sex is the last thing I want to do after, you know, taking care of the kid all day and working. I'm like, okay, my husband is working all day and he's got a lot of stresses and that is his way of connecting with me. So sometimes I have to put my wants and needs aside to make him happy. And I think that that's kind of how you keep your relationship going is that, you know, sometimes you got to do things that aren't your favorite things or things you don't want to do for the sake of, be nice to your partner. Cause I'm sure your right. husband is your partner is doing things for you that he might not want to do either. Like the right. 20 billion things on the honeydew list. Yeah. Give <laughs> and stay take. off. Yeah. Right. It's all about give and take. I have uh, some friends who are in struggling marriages who are really trying hard to work on their marriages as a whole. And yeah. there's sometimes where, you know, you can work and work and work on it and it just does not, you just don't see any results. When right. do you think you should throw in the towel or do you don't think you should throw in the towel? Do you just do counseling, cross your fingers? What would you say to someone who's in a struggling relationship? Yeah, I, th- I think you you do your best to do everything that you can to to have that healthy, happy relationship again whether it's counseling, trying to work out any issues. And if things aren't getting better, life is short, you know, and 
if, if it's an unhappy relationship and it's affecting you and he and kids, if they're involved, I think it's, it's okay to, to move on. And hopefully, you know, the two of you will be in better places, um, not together. If you've done everything you can, then, you know, what more can you do? Um, and it's just, uh, I, I think you should be free to move on and find your happy if it's not with that person, if you've done everything that you can and, you know, it's okay to let go and people change, people grow apart and sometimes it's out of your control. I'm a divorcee and I stand behind that 100%. I don't advocate divorce, but I definitely think like, you know, if you've put in all your time and work and effort into a relationship and it's years and years and years and you're still getting the same results, you have to ask yourself, is this something that I'm going to want to have to deal with for the next 50, 60 years? And a lot of moms try to just stick it out for the kids, which I understand. Yeah. And it's like, I understand to a certain degree. Right. Right. We have this one short life and, you know, you just want to live it to its fullest. And whether it's with that person or without that person, you know, you got to do what's best for you. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you've pretty much been matchmaking since you were a kid. You chose your stepdad. (laughs) Right. Pretty awesome. Um, What have you learned the most about people in your 20 years of matchmaking experience? You know, we all want to be loved. We want to be with someone. We want that companionship, someone that loves and respects us and is our best friend. Like you said, the the sex and the sexiness and the, and the first, you know, um, butterflies that all fades, but you really want to be with somebody that you respect and admire and your best friend and treats you very well. You enjoy being around. They make you a better person. That's why we surround ourselves with, let's just say our friends, people that lift us up, that make us feel good about them ourselves, um, make us better people. We enjoy being around that's, you know, what a partner should be as well. Just somebody that fulfills you and just makes you a whole person. I I don't, I don't feel like everybody needs someone to be fulfilled, but it is nice to have that companionship, um, come home to someone, feel like just the connection together, somebody that's kind of there for you no matter what. And of course, you need to be good to each other. But every, I think everybody wants that that partner that they feel comfortable and and confident with, and and just kind of there by your side through through life. Yes. Yep. That's all. That's what we all want, isn't it? Yeah. Simple? <laughs> that's what we all want. <laughs> Not simple, always that yeah, simple. <laughs> yeah. Very hard to find, which is why we need to reach out to people like you. <laughs> So what's your most successful matchmaking experience? Yeah, I had a really great match and they were in two different states, uh, which you would think would be like, oh, that sounds like an awful idea. But um, he used to live in LA and um, he moved to Vegas for his company. And then um, he came back and forth. And I just knew right off the bat, these two would be perfect together. She was in LA. um, He was like, uh, uh, a Midwestern guy. He really wanted somebody with like a good family value. Um, and she was also the same. And 
I just, I knew they'd be good together. And I was like, I know, you know, he lives in, in Vegas, but he comes to LA all the time. And he is, he is a catch. He is a good guy. He's just well-rounded. He really wants a family. He's, he's a lovely person, comes from a great family, would treat somebody like gold. So she's like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Like I was afraid, you know, an LA girl would be like, oh, Vegas, I'll never live in Vegas. But she was up for it. And they met, they went back and forth, they saw each other weekly, um, he came to LA, she went to Vegas, back and forth, back and forth, they saw each other weekly. And, you know, they're married, have babies, and she did relocate to Vegas, but they come back to LA all the time. Um, so uh, that was my most exciting match. That is so cool. I had to do some talking into, uh, just cause of location. Cause that was a yeah. little tricky. Not everybody wants to date somebody out of state, but I'm like, I promise like he would make it work with anyone. And, and they do kind of come back and forth probably a little less than half the time. So he makes it work for her, you know, and, and vice versa. Yeah. She made it work for him. She went to him. I'm but glad she gave it a chance. You know, I know, right? You go outside of your home. Yeah, especially those who are on dating websites that are like, okay, you're trying to find someone within 30 miles or something. And then eventually, if you're on it all all the time, or to swipe right, swipe left, eventually, you've pretty much gone through the whole pool of men or women. And you aren't going to meet anybody new. If you can't, if, if those 500 people that you swipe through aren't even good enough for you, you're going to have to go outside your 25, 35 mile right. That's <laughs> parameter where- that you set for yourself. And sometimes you have to take a chance. And I'm always telling my friends this because they're like, oh, there's like nobody out there. It's so hard to find love. And I'm on all these different apps and websites. And, and I'm like, dude, you have it set at like 25 miles. I'm like, sometimes you got to do a long distance thing. They're like, oh no, I'm not doing that. I'm like, well, sometimes you got to make a sacrifice to find love. I'm like, right. you can't just, you know, always stick to your own backyard. So I'm glad right. that that woman took the leap and look, they're married and they have babies now. <laughs> right. And be, be open-minded is so, yeah. so, so huge. Just be open-minded, like uh, outside of your type, you know, yes. just, or, or your, your tiny preference of location or, you know, whatever it is. Oh, being open-minded is like the biggest thing I would tell anyone. Yes. I think that that is smart. That is so smart. <laughs> so we know it's been a cray, 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 crazy year. And I think as of today, we're halfway through the year. What are you most excited about this year? My mom and I have been talking about writing a book for forever and we're just now kind of getting it finished. And so that'll be coming kind of like a dating advice book, which is really fun. Just kind of, I just want to spread the word and help people out there. And, you know, I've been in this business for a really long time and my mom, obviously even longer. Um, But so we've been talking about it for a long time. So that's something fun that we've we've done together. And so that's going to be coming out pretty soon. We have some new offices that have been kind of put on hold that were opening in London and Paris. So that is kind of international. We're going international. So that's, that's awesome. And, you know, just uh, working with new clients and and helping more people. Um, I just, I love what I do. And I, I'm grateful to be able to do it. And I'm happy that people are now starting to get out, want to meet people again. So I am just looking forward to the future and just normalcy. I I just, uh, me too. And I'm so excited to, um, have that book in my hand soon. 
I have a lot <laughs> yeah. of friends that could use that book. And I, yeah. I and you you just have like a great energy about you and your personality. I'm sure your mom's the same way. So I can't wait to read the book and hear what you guys say and Thanks. share those tips. Yeah, so I'll share if, it with you when it's out. Yeah, please do. So where, where can our listeners find out more about that book when it comes out, find out more about you and Elite Connections International? So yeah, our website's EliteConnections.com. Um, you can call us, you can write us on our, our website, um, email me, uh, my number's 800-923-4200. My email's Tammy, T-A-M-M-I at EliteConnections.com. Instagram is Tammy Pickle. Uh, you can find us Instagram, Elite Connections underscore. Facebook is the same, Tammy Pickle and Elite Connections. So yeah, if you're, if you're single, if you're interested, I mean, we can help anyone anywhere. So if, if you're interested, reach out to us. I could explain more in detail and love to be able to help you. That sounds so cool. I've had so much fun talking with you today. Thanks again for coming on the show, Tammy. Thank you, Brandy, so much. It was fun. Thank you for listening to Mom After Hours. That was Tammy Pickle of Elite Connections. If you're a single mama who needs some help in that department, holler at your girl. She will help you out. Go to momafterhours.com forward slash episodes for all the important links. And if you enjoyed today's show, leave me a rating, a review, anything, because your mama bear loves the love. Till next time.